With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome into another edition of the Michigan Football Post Game Report here on Maze and Brew after the Wolverines go to Maryland and grab a 31-point victory for the second week in a row. Michigan wins this game 38-7 just a week after beating Notre Dame 45-14. And honestly, uh, as it pertains to the length of this and, and the amount that I'm going to sit here with you guys. This is Anthony Broom, by the way, team site producer, managing editor, but of course... You know that already, seeing as you've been here before. But if you haven't, it's good to have you. Uh, hopefully, we'll get uh, you know probably a good twenty minutes out of this conversation here. It's just me today. Uh, we were not in College Park for the game, but uh, obviously did watch the game. It's our job to do so. Um, I want to start out here. Obviously, Michigan wins thirty-eight to seven. The thing that I'm not going to do, and something that as I record, it's about you know quarter to five on Saturday. I wanted to let this one sink in a little bit before I, I press that record button. What we're not going to do is overanalyze and overthink about this one. A come down game. And, and if you want to call it a come down game, I, Michigan didn't play awesome today. Didn't play great. They were good. And they got the job done against a, a really bad team on the road. That's what it was. Played awesome. The the best game they played they've played all season last week. Maybe we'll see how everything plays out. It might wind up being the best game that they play all year. 
who knows? There's three games left after this. But when you've hit on all cylinders like that, a come down is natural. And if you're going to have one of those come down and, and hangover games, to have it be a game where you score 38 points on the road, don't give up a defensive, or don't, your defense doesn't allow a touchdown, you still win by 31 points. I'll be honest, I'm seeing a lot of bitching and whining on uh, on social media. I, I don't get it. And I know everyone is kind of taking the approach of, well, you know, it's a one-game season now, got to beat Ohio State. And, and yeah, that's, you know, there's might be some truth to that. Beating Ohio State probably is what makes this an underwhelming to a, you know, a, a good season, a step in the right direction for this program. Because let's face it, it, it hasn't been to this point. A little bit of a step back this year. Some of us may have expected that, some of us may not. You can't win the Ohio State game today. Now, you can create, you can continue some habits. We've been waiting for, we waited six and a half football games for this team to develop some sort of, something they're good at offensively. And everyone wants it to be, you know, Shea Patterson is Baker Mayfield. We're throwing the ball 50 times a game. They're airing it out. Um, 50-50 balls to Nico Collins 15 times a game. That's not football. Like, that's Madden stuff. That's video game stuff. They're not good at that. Their quarterback isn't good enough for that. And guess what? I got news for you. Dylan McCaffrey got some run today. He, maybe we're not quite ready there either. So I'm not going to dog them on what they are. They're starting to run the ball really well. Offensive line, defensive lines are starting to mash on both sides of the ball. So I know there are people out there frustrated that the passing game didn't get going. You finally found an identity in what you're good at. With the, with running the football, with, with some of the pin and pull runs, with the... Um, you know, so the the short passing game. At some point, too, I, I know what the rankings say, but at some point, too, you know, a team, anytime a team lines up against that block M, or the winged helmet, I should say, you're going to get their best effort. And the score wasn't indicative of it early on, but Maryland was playing fairly well outside of the opening kickoff return from Giles Jackson. Maryland had two chances early in this game for points, and they botched both opportunities. It was the uh, the interception on the two of the most hilarious cut block attempts you'll ever see, and then a missed field goal, I believe. So, yeah, Michigan came out and started slow in this game. It can't be disputed. You go back and watch the film, and, and that's that's what it was. But I think you're really doing some mental gymnastics and looking to to be pissed off about something if you're going to sit here and call this any more than what it was. As far as letdown games go, if that's what you want to call it, this is about as good of a letdown game as you can possibly have. Only 330 yards of total offense, but um, fairly disciplined, only four penalties. I don't believe, no, no turnovers on the day. No fumbles on the day. 
four sacks, eight tackles for loss. Seven for 15 on third down. You're fairly balanced between run and pass. No, it wasn't pretty, but it doesn't always need to be. Now, there are some things that you can be legitimately concerned about. Shea Patterson, again, I know people are going to continue to dog this guy, but at this, you know, it is what it is. And they, they're not making a quarterback switch. They're not. Some underthrown balls today. Some high throws today. Got to be better. Got to tighten it up. Simple as that. Nico Collins, only two catches on the day. Five targets. Now, the one was a 51-yard bomb that got you back into this game after... I'm doing this off the cuff right now. I believe it was the next play or one of the next plays after the fake punt. Nico Collins had five targets. Receivers were targeted 29 times today. So if we're... Let's just say Michigan's going to look to target guys 30 times in a game. Do, Do Nico Collins' targets need to be higher? They absolutely should. You look at five targets for him. I mean... Is it too much to ask for seven, eight, nine? One or two more shots down the field? Because when he's in single coverage, it's either P.I. or it's it's a catch. I believe he's only got 22 catches on the year. Feels like that guy's a little underused. So if you want to gripe at the, that, I, I don't take issue with that. Zach Charbonnet, two more touchdowns, 10th and 11th on the year. That's a new, that's a new single season freshman record for Michigan. And it's going to, I mean, he's on pace for 16, 17, 18, you know, by the time this year is up. Son Haskins continues to ascend. Defensively, Josh Metellus, maybe his best day of the year. Mike Dana, maybe his best day of the year. Yeah, Maryland got some things going here and there. It's a little bit of a bend but don't break effort, but they didn't break. Didn't give up an offensive touchdown. I'm just, it's, I'll take you through the things that went wrong, but it feels nitpicky. It does. There's a bye week next week. What you needed to do was go in there today, take care of your business, stay healthy. Going to the bye. You got two weeks to prepare for Michigan State now. I just, if you're going to stress yourself out a month before the fact that you don't think what they're doing is good enough to beat Ohio State, just mail it in for the year. You have three, we have three football games left as fans, as, you know, at three plus the bowl game. We're running out of these Saturdays. If you're going to go through each Saturday and be stressed out and upset and pissed off about what you see, how do you enjoy anything? I know what the expectations are. I know that we we need to see them beat Ohio State. But it it's just have fun watching football for a change. Have fun watching your team win and and play fairly well. 
whether you beat Ohio State or not, assuming you win these next two, you're going to have a shot at another 10-win season. That's, that would be four out of five years. And if you, if you think that doesn't matter, I mean, I, I just don't know. You, 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 go, you look at what Nebraska is looking right now. You think they don't want Bo Pelini back? Those last 10 years with, with Brady Hoke and, and Rich Rodriguez. You don't think we, we wouldn't have loved to see the 8-9 win Lloyd Carr teams back? Appreciate what you have one week at a time. There are, always, there are negatives in, in every football game. You could pull negatives out of the game at Notre Dame last week. But, but to sit here and... What good does it do if Michigan airs it out 50 times against Maryland? And, yeah, it's Maryland. They suck. You're... All I'm saying is they finally have found something that they're good at. And I didn't like how things looked in the first half. I mean, I think the first 17 plays are 49 yards of offense. That's not good enough. But they they picked it up, and something that I really liked, I liked, we, we talk a lot of times about the lack of aggression, the lack of aggressive decision-makings. Toward the end of the first half, Michigan, Jim Harbaugh called timeout after getting a defensive stop, which with I think was maybe less than 30 seconds left. You call a timeout, force a punt, you get the ball around midfield, Excellent play call, excellent play design. You've got Sean McEwen going up the sideline on a wheel route for 29 yards. Bam. You were aggressive in the timeout. You had an awesome play call. You put yourself in field goal range. And you missed the field goal. That's too bad. Got to get this field goal thing figured out. But it was the right move, an aggressive move. A couple of those drives in the third quarter, the two scoring drives, um... I thought very well called by Josh Gaddis. You're starting to, like, when he gets into a groove, this team is moving the football. I, I think that uh, at this point, like, we need to take this team. And if it feels like I'm preaching to people that are a vocal minority, I don't mean it to come across like that. But I guess all I'm trying to say here before we take a quick little break. And I want to talk Shea Patterson a little bit more, uh, the defense a little bit more, and, and maybe the road ahead here. Sometimes, and I feel like I've said that a few times, this a few times this year, sometimes you need to just take a team for what it is instead of what you want it to be. Period. In, in what they are trying to do and what they want to be, they're getting better there. And if you want to say that I'm carrying water for the program, that's fine. I've, I've heard it all this year. At this point, I've been doing this since 2014 with this team. I've been called everything, and it doesn't matter to me. I'm just not going to sit here and kill a team for going on the road in the Big Ten and winning by 31 points. I'm not. Just 
started before you even before you your offense or defense even stepped onto the field. You had a kickoff return for a touchdown. It does not get any better than that in terms of a start. So, I mean, this, I just, I'm not, I don't understand. You know what this team is. You've watched them play nine games now. To act like you're surprised and they're reproached and you don't think they're going to beat Ohio State. Wow, where have you been all year? Of course, they're probably not going to beat Ohio State. But if they can continue to get better at the things that they're good at, they're going to give themselves a chance. Going to take a quick break here, and then we'll be back to wrap this post-game edition of our podcast up. So hang tight. We'll be back in a minute. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back here on the Maze and Brew podcast recapping the 38-7 win over Maryland on Saturday. I'm Anthony Broom your uh, tour guide, so to speak, through this 7-2 edition of the podcast. Done a lot more positive ones of these than we have negatives, especially in the last few weeks, so that's fun. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about the quarterback situation because I think what today sort of served as, put a lot of people on notice for is that you know, you saw both Shea Patterson and Dylan McCaffrey play in this game. And what I thought was interesting is that McCaffrey came into the game with, I believe it was the starting offensive line, and then a mixture of backup and, and the starting skill player. So he was sort of with the number one offense. I'll get, to, I'll get back to him in a second. Shea Patterson, uh, 13 for 22, 151 yards, one touchdown, no picks, no fumbles. Two runs for five yards. Didn't really use him in the QB run game today. I mean, this is just kind of what he is now. There wasn't weather, weren't really weather problems out there. The The conditions were what they were. Um, I think when Shea Patterson is playing well, he can be a good college quarterback. Not a great one, 
a good one. One you can win games with. He wasn't perfect. Uh, I mean, through for 151 yards, 51 of those came on one bomb down the field uh, to Nico Collins, which I don't, I don't necessarily. Um, I mean, that, if you want to say that's an approach thing, that's a that's a shade thing. I'll let you guys debate that. I'm not really going to do that here because I'm the only voice here today. But you can't like accuracy is a bit of an issue with him. High throws, low throws, wide throws, long throws. If your quarterback isn't accurate, you can't just chuck the ball down the field all the time. Because then you're asking for arm punts. I know you want to see Nico Collins have nine grabs a game and and Donovan Peoples-Jones have seven or eight grabs a game and Tariq Black, you know, chip in with five or six catches a, a game. First of all, I think some of those guys need to play better. I think Donovan Peoples-Jones can play better. I think Tariq Black can play better. Although it looked like he was injured there a little bit late. You know, Nick Eubanks, catch the football. Mike Sainer still, catch the football. A couple drops in there as well. But you can't... People, for whatever reason, and I think this this speed and space thing had sort of broken people's brains to where they thought the air raid was coming to Michigan. No, they are a spread West Coast like passing attack. The speed and space goes to some of the things they like to do with Ronnie Bell, where you get him the ball out quick and let him make a play with the ball. You know, it's not, like I said, it's not the Madden, it's not video game stuff. Um... So Shea Patterson, I mean, at this point, like I said, he is what he is. He's a guy that you can count on to get you nine to ten, nine to ten wins. That might be the ceiling. I mean, that's that's the ceiling of Michigan's team this year. So um, unless you beat Ohio State when you're bowl game, then you have a chance at eleven wins. But I think what you're seeing when a guy like McCaffrey comes in the game, he threw the ball seven times, ran the ball twice. No, I'm not going to put a ton of stock in a 3-for-7 for 25 yards, but it just shows that this is a guy who he need he does need game reps. So you need to, when people say, oh, you know, underwhelming performance, 31-point win, it uh, doesn't matter. No, those game reps matter. Get, being able to get Dylan McCaffrey in the game matters. But you go through and you look some you look at some of these stat lines now. I mean... This season, Dylan McCaffrey, 7 for 13 for 91 yards and a touchdown. 11 rushes, 63 yards. Which, hey, in limited action, fine. He's 3 for 7 today, 25 yards. Great. I mean, I'd like to see him get in there more. But I don't know what we've seen through two years of him getting game snaps. He was 8 for 15 last year. That people think that you put him in and, and the offense it's just gonna they're just gonna flip the switch. No, this offense is what it is. And you're seeing now that I think what we saw in the spring, what you saw in fall camp, and what you've seen play out on the field, Shea Patterson is the best quarterback that Michigan has. Right now. It's not to say McCaffrey and Milton stink. 
they're going to compete for the job next year, and one of them is, is going to have to be pretty good pretty early because that schedule's front-loaded. But I think what you saw is that perhaps, uh, you know, the quarterback, changing the quarterback variable, first of all, if you're going to do that, it had to happen weeks ago. But that's not, that's not it, Chief, so to speak. So I think that uh, you know moving forward, if there's a scenario where you can get him into games against Michigan State, against Indiana, when the game is kind of out of hand, if the game gets out of hand, yeah, I'd love to see it. Because I don't think that guy is helping you beat Ohio State this year. If that was the case, he would have played weeks ago. But I think these game reps that he can get now are things that could help you win these games next year. I don't think he's played enough for the game to slow down for him yet. And for the love of sakes, kid, the end of your quarterback runs are stressful, especially after you had a concussion, you know, a month and a half ago. So that's kind of where I stand on that. I mean, Shea Patterson, this team's best shot to, to continue to kind of put together impressive performances going into that Ohio State game. Um, it's him. It's, it's him. It has been him. So that's where we stand there. I want to end with kind of thoughts on what the road ahead is now. Um, obviously, bye week next week for Michigan. They won't play. They'll come back and they'll, they'll play Michigan State at home on the 16th, which it's not going to be a night game. Um you will find out they they have to announce these I believe 12 days out so you will find out Monday what the kick time is my gut says it's going to be at mm, my gut says 3:30 you haven't had a 3:30 kick this year but it's going to be either noon or 3:30 prefer would prefer it to be earlier than later that's just a me thing though In terms of what today means for the road ahead, I, I don't think a lot. Um, like, if they were playing Ohio State next week, it would be one thing. Uh, but they're playing them three weeks from now. In the next game, or, or I'm sorry, three games from now, four weeks from now, your next game isn't until two weeks from now, and it's a rivalry game. So the question right now isn't, how are they good enough to beat Ohio State? question right now is, coming off of a bye week, are they going to be good enough to beat Michigan State? Michigan State sucks. They are horrible. And things are bad there right now. And that you have a shot. Jim Harbaugh hasn't beaten Mark D'Antonio in Ann Arbor. And that you have a shot to maybe send him into retirement with a, a, a one last loss to Michigan tail between his legs pride comes before the fall we're gonna have so much fun with that week you gotta do it but uh yeah i'm not i'm not looking four weeks out from now i'm looking for incremental progress each week and i if there's progress to be pulled out of this maryland game it's that this team didn't slide back and played onto its competition they didn't play well by their standards, by the standards we've set for them. But they didn't let Maryland hang around like they did in Illinois. Like, even in that, if you just go back in to that regard, 
this team has grown up since that game. So, yeah. That's kind of where I stand on all of it. Like I said, I'm not... First of all, it's been a long week. Did basketball last night. Got basketball opener on Tuesday. Halloween. Crummy weather. Getting over being sick. I, I don't... I do not have the energy to bend over backwards to find negatives in this game. 31-point win on the road in conference play. Whether Maryland's a doormat or not, doesn't matter. Got the job done. Move on. Go into the bye week. Get healthy. Get better. Because this team needs to keep getting better. Because they can't, they can't come out and get rolled by Ohio State. I don't think they're quite ready yet. But a couple more games of just plugging away and, and going, you know, putting in the hard work, all, all those cliches, they can give themselves a chance, especially if they play like the, the way they have in the trenches. So you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony T. Broom. Follow the website at Maze and Brew on Twitter. You can get our podcast um, anywhere you get your show, Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Right on the website. If there's, a, I keep saying this. If there's a place that you'd like to hear our show and it's not there, let me know. Let, let me know. I'll, I'll do what I can to get it up for you. Maze and Brew Podcast, wherever you get your shows. We're here all week, every week. So next time you hear us, probably be jumping into a Michigan basketball preseason preview. I uh, have a guest lined up for that. We've got the, game, the, the opening game on Tuesday, and uh, we'll go from there. So... Again, for my colleagues at Maze and Brew, for myself, I've been Anthony Broom. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again soon.